If you are very committed to change and you know that you want to work in the field and you want to be outside doing what you love, then you have to definitely advocate for yourself and communicate that to your immediate supervisors or whoever's over that person, if that exists, and see what is the track that I can get on to do that. So maybe it's not that you can't do it. It's maybe the company is not, you know, that's not their culture. That's not where they're at. So find someone else who will say yes, because for every no, there's a yes. Welcome to this episode of Space the Build, the podcast that celebrates the voices of hardworking women in construction. In each episode, we discuss a career in construction and explore the skills needed to build holistic success sooner rather than later as an emerging construction professional. Hey, it's Catherine, your host. I started Space to Build in January of 2020 while I was a superintendent for a general contractor. For years, I craved community and a means to connect with women who felt isolated in the industry. Since November of 2020, our stories have been shared in over two 200 cities across the globe. These experiences have brought new ideas to the table for both women and men in the industry. Now, two years later, I have set back to my role in operations and worked full-time to bring these stories to you. Well, I was going to be all cute and start off this intro referencing the Eminem song without me, but like, it came out 20 years ago. I don't know if it's still relevant, and now I just feel really old. I mean, I can't consider myself old yet, right? Because I'm only 29. Ooh. Uh, To my baby sisters that are listening, I, you know what? Keep your thoughts to yourself, please. Thank you. Uh, So it's the lyrics that go. Guess who's back? Back again. And I bring this up because our next guest is Jennifer Todd, and she's back again. So she was actually on season one, episode three, and the title of that episode was Creating Opportunity with Jennifer Todd. And that episode blew up, guys. She is the highest ranked guest on our podcast. I mean, she's had people from 18 different countries tune in to listen to her story, and that just blows my mind. So she's back again to talk about Uh, the challenges that she's faced in the last couple years due to COVID and how that's impacted her business. And then she gets a little personal and talks about a terrifying health scare that she had. And I remember the first time I heard about it, it just, it made me stop and reevaluate where I was in my career and my life goals and trying to figure out that if I were to continue down the path that I was on, how would that mesh with my goals? And, you know, it gave me a lot to think about. And I hope that this episode gives you permission to reflect on where you are in your career and how that aligns with your personal goals. Because, you know what, no matter what role you step into any given day at work, you're a whole person. You're, you're not just your career. There's so much more to you. But it's not all the hard stuff that we cover. We also cover some of the happier things like her new baby, A Greener Tomorrow, and it's a 501c3 organization dedicated to promoting opportunities in the skilled trades for minorities. But before I keep rambling on about all the cool things that we cover, let's just dive right in. It's such an incredible conversation. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. How have you been? I've been great. It's great to be back. Good to have you back. It's been two years which just blows my mind (laughs) it's been a fast two years 
So for a um, listener who doesn't know who you are, she is the president of LMS General Contractors and the founder of A Greener Tomorrow, a 501 nonprofit geared towards creating skilled trade awareness for minorities. So since 2020, back in season one, episode six, how have you changed? How have you grown? I would say the biggest change has been clarity. The pandemic really forced people to have to pivot and change and really reevaluate their personal and professional life. And so I was no different. So it really brought about a lot of clarity for me. And I have been saying no to a lot of things. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I think a lot of people across the board are feeling that too. We're understanding priorities and boundaries just a little bit more since the pandemic. What can you tell us about LMS General Contractors, just for people who aren't familiar with your company, that we can give them an idea before we continue the conversation? Sure. So LMS General Contractors, we do asbestos abatement, lead abatement, environmental services like COVID-19 sanitation services, that's still around, as well as full structure demolition. So if you're thinking universities, motels, hotels, schools, things of that nature. Yeah, because when we last spoke, you were uniquely positioned to actually be successful during the pandemic, which I know not everybody had that opportunity in our industry. Did you end up having any challenges that you faced during the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. When COVID-19 hit, we made the decision to kind of lean into our environmental services core, and we started offering COVID-19 sanitizing services. So that really helped uh, keep us afloat while everyone decided what they were going to do. A lot of the demolition work was on pause. But like any company, the challenges that we faced was Yes, we do environmental work, but how can we access equipment? How can we access supplies? And then when we were able to, you know, we're hit with the fees of just everything was just uber, uber expensive. Lumber's expensive. Supplies are expensive. And so that was definitely a challenge to navigate and be able to get our hands on N95s, PAPRs, asbestos abatement supplies, as well as like stuff to do, demolition. So we faced that challenge, but we were able to overcome it, luckily. Awesome. So I know in the past couple of years, you've also started a nonprofit, A Greener Tomorrow. How has the past two years or past year and a half inspired you to work towards your new program? Yeah, A Greener Tomorrow is definitely my baby. It's my passion project. And we became 501c3 certified as a nonprofit maybe about two years ago, probably shortly after we spoke. And really the goal is to create access, awareness, and opportunities to minorities and women and promote the skilled trades, create construction jobs. We've done that with LMS for years in-house by providing asbestos jobs as well as training and demolition heavy equipment training. And so to me, we talked about it and we said, let's get the program on a broader scale so that we can help more people rather than just the people who come to work directly for LMS. As you know, we are facing a monumental labor shortage. So now is definitely the time to get more people out there. And for me, I want to see more people who look like me, more men and women who look like me in this field. And representation matters. So if they mm-hmm. see me, hopefully they will come and join us in this great industry of construction. What are some of the upcoming goals or events that you have for the program? 
Yeah, so right now we're working on our pre-apprenticeship program, and so we are going to be doing that for general labor as well as asbestos worker and heavy equipment training. So the goal is basically we're to have a school, and so that's what we are working towards. And so prior to that, we're doing the pre-apprenticeship program. But also we have a program that's specifically geared toward women who have not been in the industry, would like to know how to get in the industry. So we have like a kind of a recruitment program where if you, regardless of what state you live in across the country, uh, we can help you virtually find a program in your area. A lot of the programs pay and just based off your skill set and your interests, we can match you to a program in your area to get you started into the industry. So I'm really excited about both of those. That's really cool. So will the school be a physical location or will you do that virtually? The school is going to be a physical location, yes. Where is it going to go? We haven't decided. We are playing around, but it's going to be in the southeast. I can say that. Okay, that's so much to look forward to. I'm so excited for you. It's a long-term goal, but we are really optimistic about it. I know that it's something that could happen. I know it's something that's needed. And so I'm going to be leaning into all of my allies and supporters to let's get some people to work and let's get them trained and let's mm -hmm. get them going in this field because there's, there's so many jobs and so many opportunities. It's just that people lack the access and they don't know and... You know, if you tell someone, oh, just go Google it. If you have no idea what you're looking for, like, how can you be helped? <laughs> oh, yeah. We really, we really want to help the community. And we definitely want to see more women and more people of color in this industry. I agree. It's going to be awesome. So you have huge visions for this. Do you have a team behind you or a board? We have that in place. And so we're bringing some more people on board. But yes, it is not a one woman show. It would be impossible to do. So. <laughs> so how many people do you have on your team? Right now, there's three of us. Okay. So for anybody that's like interested in helping you grow this program, is there a way to apply or what would that look like? We are always interested in help and supporters, sponsors and volunteers. So anyone that's interested in helping A Greener Tomorrow, you can go to the website at agreenertomorrow.org and email us, contact us, and someone will reach out to you and we can see how we can work together and you can help the vision grow. Awesome. So we've talked about the good, warm feeling items here. What are some challenges you've faced with the Greener Tomorrow so far? The challenges are time. For me, I have a actual company that is my real life of, of doing construction work and doing demolition and remediation. So that is a full-time job, being over 10 people and working across the country. I have a life, a husband and a cat and, and bonus children. And then also now I have type 1 diabetes. So that's definitely been a, a shift in my life for the past year. Can you talk a little bit more about your health experiences over the past couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So of course, like bidding people that decided to get the vaccine, I got the vaccine. And shortly after that, maybe within about six weeks, I started experiencing some severe symptoms of dehydration and fatigue, kind of leg cramps. My hair was falling out, brain fog. I got probably got down to like 100 pounds, like my skin was sagging. And this was like rapid. And I was like, wow, what is going on? And so I really just kept working, kept, you know, 
I knew something was wrong, but I kept saying, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I get to it. And I really am thankful to really be sitting here with you today because I made the decision to go to the doctor and immediately they were like, we don't know how you're alive right now. So you got to go to the emergency room. And once I got there, I was in a coma. And next thing you know, that was that. Was that. Basically, my glucose levels, for anyone that's not familiar with type 1 diabetes, it is an autoimmune disease. We aren't certain how it's ascribed to people, but you just wake up one day and you may have it. So unlike type 2, it's not just simply about diet or, you know, sugar or bad habits or whatever the myths are related to that. And so at this point, I'm required to take insulin multiple times a day. We're a glucose monitor to track my levels just to ensure that I am able to drive and think and function properly. So it, it's definitely a uh, been a challenge, but I'm glad that I am able to still do what I love and still be in the industry working. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard you open up about all of this, it just floored me because I had no idea. All I saw were all the successful things you were doing, found out that you were on a game show during all of this. Like it just blew my mind and it made me stop and think, you know, we, we have to prioritize ourselves. And I would be lying if I didn't say your experience really inspired me to look at where I was. And I was nowhere in your position, but I wasn't feeling well. I was constantly sick for one reason or another. And I had to stop and look and think, is this what I want? Do I want to work overtime every week for the next foreseeable future? Or do I want to step back and look at other aspects of my life? You know, you mentioned earlier, you have a life. You've got things outside of work. And you've got to figure out how to integrate that all together. What do you do to balance these things in your life so that you can take care of yourself better going forward? Well, one thing that really happened for me was the fact that it's completely, of course, slowed me down. And so with the slowdown came like a screeching halt and it was like, okay, so you can't say yes to everything. What is it that you really want to do? What are the goals that you have for yourself personally? And what do you have for LMS and agreeing tomorrow? So those are the things that you have to focus on. When you feel like you have all of this time, you just say, oh, I'll get to it. I'll do it. And you have a lackadaisical approach to life. We're, we're all guilty of that. Mm -hmm. And we're just focusing on what's in front of us. And But when I was in the hospital alone, because it's COVID, no one can stay for that period of time. And I'm in the coma and I'm in the ICU. And I'm like, this is not the life. <laughs> this is not, you know, I could have died at the game show because I had just shot the game show. I could have died on the plane. You know, I could have died at my award ceremony because during this time I was sick, but I kept putting my own health back. So it's like, you have to listen to your body and really sit with yourself, whether it's through meditation or whether it's through journaling, taking walks with nature, whatever is your outlet, you have to get alone with yourself to be clear about why are you doing the things that you're doing? Is this where you want to work? Is this the track that you have for your career? Are you involved in organizations that fulfill you and whom you can support? 
And so uh, if, if nothing else from this situation, it has really brought, like I said earlier, a lot of clarity about what I want to do and helping me be intentional about where I want to be. Am I happy with work? Am I happy with life? And, and if not, what are the changes that I can do to change and, and implement those things into my life? How did you learn how to say no to things? Because I feel like that's a big one. Well, for me, it's easy now. I don't physically, I don't have the energy anymore to do it. So it's like, hey, listen, I got the BDs. I can't do it. So I've got to just, you know, I'm just, I've got to say no, because I literally physically cannot. I think my husband's very happy. He's not happy I have diabetes, but he's happy that mm -hmm. I have to say no a lot. Because before he was my no. He's like, how are you going to do that? No, you can't do that. You don't have time. When do you, when do you have time to do all these things? And so now he's like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I can't do that. And he's like, oh, okay. All right. So, so for me, I really don't have a choice but to say mm -hmm. no and, and only to say yes to the things and people that I like and that I want to be around that I enjoy. So have a health scare and that will force you to say no. But before it gets to that point, start saying no. Mm -hmm. Living intentionally. It's, that's really what it's about. No matter what you do in your career or what field you choose, you have to be intentional about your life and the choices that you make. Because I think I, I was reading something that just said, if you're not if you're not changing, then you're choosing. So if you're not making the changes, then you're choosing that life. And so what's the life that you want to have? I know for women especially, it's really hard to say no because we feel guilt. <laughs> like, I don't want to hurt the person's feelings. I don't want to let them down. I don't want them to be angry with me. But What's more important, being angry with that person or being angry with yourself when you're doing something you don't really want to do? Like, oh, you know, why did I say yes to this? And I, I don't really want to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a hard cycle to break. And it's like, I, I've been trying and I'm still not very good. <laughs> I'm like, I might do a few years under my belt to get there. Well, that is practice. As with anything that you want to become good at, you've got to practice. So practice saying no. If it's not immediate, if you don't feel the yes, say no. <laughs> oh, goodness. I've got way too much guilt. <laughs> Which goes back to your point. But I'm grateful that you are here, right? Because like you just, you chose to say yes to this podcast and the yes to spend a little bit of your Friday with me. And I'm very appreciative of that. I do. You're doing great work in any way that I can support you. I always will. Oh, thank you. And the same to you. I've got your back. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I want to switch back over to skilled traits for a moment. Yeah. And I'm curious. So what is a piece of advice that you have for somebody who's interested in going into the skilled trades? Great question. I give this advice to anyone and everyone. If you are looking to enter the skilled traits, there are two things you need to do. One is to get on LinkedIn and create a profile and use the search bar to look for apprenticeships, programs in your city, in your state. And also you may not know, someone may know someone, one of your connections may know someone and be able to connect you. It's such a valuable tool for any part of your career with whatever you're going to do. The second thing I would say is look into your state like workforce agency. They have a lot of tools where they can help you and advise you on different programs or nonprofit organizations that will be able to support you and check out social media. That's my third tip. Look up 
hashtag skilled trades, hashtag women in the trades, hashtag STEM, hashtag construction worker, to see the bevy of companies that are hiring, that are doing training. Those are great resources to really get started, to look for entering the skilled trades. Back when I was in school, you couldn't really Google anything. The internet was not the place to go for construction information. But over the last couple of years, and maybe this also just comes from, you know, doing a deep dive. I mean, we found each other through social media, but there is a plethora of people that are in construction that are talking about their experiences in construction that are welcoming to everybody and want to talk to you and like help you out, which I absolutely love. You know, it starts out by, with looking at those hashtags and seeing who's out there. Yeah, doing the things that you want to do. And if you try those things and you're still stuck, then come to agreenertomorrow.org and let's see how we can help you get into the trades. I love that. Now, what does somebody who is in the office do when they're interested in going into this field, but don't feel comfortable applying for a program yet and they're just a little worried because they're somebody that's in the office and has never picked up a power tool but thinks it looks really cool and worth exploring. I hear this story a lot from women in construction especially and I actually did a master class called It's Him Not You and one of the topics that we discussed was advocating and advocating for yourself and that definitely falls into this category if you are very committed to change and you know that you want to work in the field and you want to be outside doing what you love, then you have to definitely advocate for yourself and communicate that to your immediate supervisors or, or whoever's over that person, if that exists, and see what is the track that I can get on to do that. What kind of training do I need? Will you support that? Will you fund that and allow me to take that risk or make that transition? If you are not getting the results that you want and you know that that's where you want to be, then I would highly suggest that you speak to someone else who's doing what you want to do, another man, another woman who's already there and see what steps you can take. Third thing I would say is to find a different employer who's going to support that. It just may not be a good fit. Maybe mm -hmm. that person or that company doesn't support that particular uh, thing of you tra transitioning to the field, but there are other employers who will. So maybe it's not that you can't do it. It's maybe the company is not, you know, that's not their culture. That's not where they're at. So find someone else who will say yes, because for every no, there's a yes. Exactly. I feel like that's been a much more frequently given piece of advice that if you're not happy with where you are, you're not able to meet those goals because somebody's in your way, leave. We are in the position to leave and to find success on our own terms. Absolutely. You know, gone are the days where our parents, grandparents and great grandparents would stay at a job for 40 years just to get the watch, just to get the retirement <laughs> plaque. It's like, no, I think the millennials and the new generation today, they are like, hey, if this isn't satisfying me, uh, various levels, if you aren't allowing me to grow personally and professionally, I'm, I'm going to leave. And I think that that's a great thing because you don't waste the time of either party. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you to stay. And so find a person or find an organization that really fits where you're trying to go with your career. I agree. So we're going to shift gears here and go into our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Let's hear it. All right. Coffee or tea? Herbal tea. Mm -hmm. Pepsi, Coke, or Cheerwine? 
root beer. You know what? I like root beer too. Favorite shoes to wear to work? My favorite <laughs> shoe is definitely going to be Caterpillar Echo. Those are the best boots ever. Not just because they sent them to me, but because they are my most comfortable work boots. So I love those. Good to know. I had a pair of Caterpillars once and they wore out way too fast. I might have just picked the wrong one. It was quite a few years ago and it was a lot harder to find women-specific boots and they weren't up to par at that point so it's good to hear that they've changed they've improved they've improved yes i love i love growth (laughs) i'm all about growth (laughs) what are you currently reading or listening to i am always listening to business or inspirational podcasts and right now i am reading the secrets of dynamic communication by ken davis so i'm preparing with focus deliver with clarity and speak with power I love it. That sounds inspirational and right up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) I also wanted to give a quick plug. You had mentioned your workshop earlier. It was, I think, earlier this summer, right? It was so, it was so much fun. Like, you did a fantastic job. And one of my favorite parts, I I mean, I loved your content, but the fact that you had the most engaged group of people in your chat was just mind-blowing. Yeah, like, so I made new friends. They were there for me. Yeah, we had so many good conversations on the side. And it it just reminded me that when you go to things like that, the virtual Zoom calls, like, it's a chance to network. Just because there's a webinar going on doesn't mean you can't talk to the other people sitting in that well, not sitting in the room with you, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes. And there were so many people, like, five or six people reach out to be say, oh, I met this person. I met that person. Now we're friends on Instagram. Now we're friends on LinkedIn. Oh, I met this person. I met this person. So it was great that all of the women from all over the country and Canada, and I think like from the Caribbean as well, somebody from London, were networking amongst themselves because really that's what it's about. The thing was about, hey, we want to retain women in the industry and I want to support them with the tools that I've learned along the way that has given me this 15 year run in the industry. And so what better way to do that than connect with other women who are thinking the same things that you're thinking, like like like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. So it's like, regardless if you work in the field or in the office or your age or your race, we all have that commonality of things that we continue to deal with working in a male dominated industry. And so across the board, everyone could relate to something like, ah, yes. (laughs) yeah this is is, you know this is the life that we deal with in the industry so it was great to see that and so other women know that you're not alone this is not a unique circumstance to you and to feel supported while working because that Mm -hmm. that's what we need to stay I agree and I think your workshop really inspired a lot of that and I spoke to women days after the fact and they were still talking about all the good stuff that they learned from your workshop so thank you for yeah, setting that up. Thank you. And so we even made it available. Greener Tomorrow is still on sale. If you go to the website or you go to my LinkedIn page, there's a, a link there that you can purchase it if you missed it or just want to rewatch it. I've had some people do that as well. So we appreciate it. And it just is really, really just to help. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can listeners connect with you directly? They can connect with me on Instagram, Construction Law Gal, G-A-L, and also on LinkedIn, Jennifer Todd, M-L-S. So visit us also at agreenertomorrow.org. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to chime in on the conversation, you can find us online at spacetobuild.co. Yes, it's .co. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Space to Build. When you have a moment, do you mind leaving a review for this podcast? I read your reviews at the end of the show and I'm constantly looking for improvements. Any ideas to improve your experience will be welcomed. Remember, you belong here. There's so much space for you in our industry. Well, until next time.